Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? It's Justin. Welcome to In Case You Missed It. This is In Case You Missed It number 28. Number 28. This is the weekly live recap of my weekly Facebook Live, Ask Me Anything, on facebook.com slash the Clovis Culture. We do this every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central, and then I come in here and give you a little five to 10 minute recap of what we talked about. So this episode um, was a traditional Ask Me Anything episode where I did not do a pre-planned presentation, no whiteboard, no nothing, just me hanging out with my live viewers answering questions. So this ended up being titled Carnivore Diet, Body Weight Versus Composition, and supporting your friends. And these were the general things that we discussed. So I'll just read you some of these questions and we'll talk about what we went over. Now, this was way more in depth. Obviously, it's an hour long episode. You can find this at facebook.com slash the Clovis Culture. Also, the podcast, the Clovis Culture Podcast. This episode is already live. Again, AMA number 67. So you can find that on the Clovis Culture Podcast. And here's what we chatted about. So, first things first, people had a lot of questions about the interview episode I did with Paul Saladino, MD. This was all about the carnivore diet. Uh, it wasn't just about the carnivore diet. We talked about the carnivore diet, paleo, keto, calorie counting, bodybuilding, fitness, autoimmune conditions. We talked about basically everything under the sun. It was my favorite overview of human metabolism and biochemistry that has ever been done virtually on any podcast, let alone my own podcast. One of my favorite episodes of all time. Paul's a brilliant guy, super sharp, but I was afraid of this and it ended up happening because this happened with me with my episode about fasting. I didn't ask me anything episode um, called Fasting Facts from Longevity from Fat Loss to Longevity. And all of a sudden, every single person who ever consumed my content decided that they were going to fast as much as possible, even though that wasn't the intention of the episode, right? I use fasting as a therapeutic modality in specific clients with specific goals under specific circumstances, right? Details matter and everybody is an individual. So now I do this episode with a carnivore functional medicine doctor and my entire audience starts writing to me asking me if Clovis is now carnivore. No, Clovis is not carnivore. That's not what it is. I'm not switching that. I'm not switching the approved foods list. The approved foods list is already anti-lectin. I don't put any high-containing, high-lectin-containing vegetables in the Clovis approved list. Now, it was beautiful to have Paul Saladino on the episode. I love this dude. He's brilliant. He's got me pretty much sold that carnivore is a very solid option for people that need it, right? He's not out there saying everybody needs to be carnivore. I'm not out there saying everybody needs to be carnivore. What we're saying is this is a very serious option. It's a legitimate option for people who are struggling, particularly people that have tried everything and nothing seems to work or are dealing with specific autoimmune conditions, right? This is absolutely another therapeutic modality that we can toss into the mix for people who are having problems, especially things like SIBO, you know, gastrointestinal diseases, all these things, right? It seems to be a miracle worker for a lot of people. That doesn't mean you have to do it, right? If you guys switch to Clovis, I eat a Clovis diet, right? If you guys switch to Clovis and you feel fantastic, why switch it up? You don't need to switch it up just because Paul and I went on a podcast and talked about how carnivore works really well for people. If what you're doing is working, stick with it, okay? So that was the first question is, are you removing all vegetables from Clovis? Is this carnivore? Listen, guys, I'm going to have all sorts of people on the podcast. I'm gonna ha I am gonna. have a Muay Thai kickboxer and ayahuasca shaman that I just did an episode with on the podcast. That doesn't mean I think you should all take up Muay Thai and start doing ayahuasca in the jungle, right? Now, the ayahuasca part, I'd probably recommend that pretty firmly, but uh, I don't think you all need to be Muay Thai, Muay Thai fighters, okay? I have done a lot of sparring in my day and getting punched in the face sucks, I promise you. 
okay? So let's just be clear about that. The carnivore diet, I think it's totally legitimate. I think it's perfectly safe, particularly if you're doing it nose to tail. If you're going to do a carnivore diet, go follow Paul Saladino, MD. This is the guy to follow, I'm telling you. I've heard from a lot of other carnivores. This is the guy. There's a reason I had him on the show. He's brilliant. I love. He's just a great dude all around. I love the dude. So uh, again, one of my favorite episodes of all time. That's episode interview number 11 of the Clovis Culture Podcast with Paul Saladino. So that was the first thing we talked about. And then this kind of brought me into this idea of micronutrient deficiency. Like Paul and I talk about gram for gram, the most micronutrient dense foods on planet earth are all animal proteins, most notably organ meats. You know, it's just, they're loaded with micronutrients. So somebody wrote in and had a question. They said, I'm cold like all the time. According to my scale at home, I'm about 27% body fat. So I don't see why I should be cold. What's up with this cold sensitivity? Any tips or places to investigate? Almost always, when a female, and or anybody really, is dealing with this idea of always being cold, it can be due to a lack of protein, and that lack of protein leading directly to micronutrient deficiencies. So that feeling of being cold all the time can really be a matter of micronutrient deficiencies. Fastest way to up your micronutrients in general is to eat animal proteins, particularly organ meats. So I recommended to this person, I didn't say go carnivore, I'm not saying you have to be carnivore, but I'm saying just try getting at least 0.8 to 1.2 grams of protein per pound of body weight. Try doing that for a couple weeks, see if the cold feeling goes away. Electrolytes also play a role in this. Make sure you get your electrolytes and then just to correct her, this 27% body fat, I'd like to see her have more muscle and less fat. The more muscle you have, the higher your metabolic rate, right? So the, the higher your BMR, the more calories you're burning at rest, right? So higher body fat percentage does not mean that you're going to be warmer per se, right? Um, so this took us into another question, which was someone who weighed themselves. I tell new clients, weigh yourself on day one, then again on day 31, right? So don't weigh yourself before that. This person weighed themselves, didn't like what they saw on the scale. And then the next person asked me a question, said, how do we know when we're at our ideal body weight? Because I did AMA number 66, which was called Your New Normal. And I talked about I talked about body weight set point. But again, just like the fasting episode, just like the carnivore diet episode, just like the Your New Normal episode, I have to be very careful with my words because I use the term body weight set point. People ran away with this and said, Justin, how do I determine my ideal body weight? How do I know what my body weight should be? Body weight this, body weight that. I hate body weight as a biomarker. It's virtually useless, okay? BMI is nonsense. Overall body weight tells me nothing about your internal health at all. The only reason why I have to use body weight, when a new client comes to me and I make them tell me their age, their height, their weight, their activity level, all these things that I ask for, yes, I ask for body weight. Why? Because 99.9999% of the general public does not know their body composition. If I knew their body composition, I could actually make them more accurate macros when I make them custom macros. But I ask for body weight because I know that people know their body weight and they don't know their body Body composition. So this body weight issue, I don't want you to choose body weight goals, right? If you come to me and you're five foot four and you're a female and you're 180 pounds, okay, so we know that you're overweight and you say, I want to weigh 130 pounds. I don't really like that goal because you'll probably get there literally at any means necessary, by any means necessary at all costs, you know what I mean? So that's that's a really tricky thing and that's that's a lot of what the bodybuilding world does is calories in, calories out thing. You're just gonna cut calories, cut calories, whatever you can do to get that body weight down, even though that's not necessarily making you healthier, right? So what I'd rather see is, let's say you're five foot four, 180 pounds, you're this same female, five four, 180, we know you're overweight, I wanna get a body composition reading done, see if you're sitting at 43% body fat, and then let's say, we're gonna go as long as it takes, we're gonna do the work necessary to get you to 20% body fat, right? 
So that's a more reasonable goal in terms of overall health. People get so obsessed with the scale. And I always tell people, I did mass gains. I gained 10 pounds of lean muscle in six weeks, which is crazy. Also gained eight pounds of fat. Most people would gain eight pounds of fat and freak out. I don't care because I don't care about the number on a scale and I know I can lose eight pounds of fat in seven days. Boom, like that, gone, and I can keep the 10 pounds of muscle. I know how to do this. So I don't care about body weight. But what I try to teach people is it's very hard for me to get you to a place ever where you're gonna be getting elite level health or optimal health or all these things because you're too obsessed with the scale. Getting obsessed with the scale, getting obsessed with the number on the scale will end up hindering you in the long term. So I wanted to talk about that body weight thing. Uh, would you limit organ meats for someone who suffers from gout or protein in general? Not really. I don't think uh, that protein is the issue here. I don't really think that that, that, that is, is what's at play. So with gout, you're always going to have an issue of inflammation. It, 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 it just is. It's like an inflammatory you know, manifestation, really, if you want to look at it like that. So I don't know or I don't know enough, I'm not well-researched enough in gout in particular to say that this is strictly a protein issue. Now, again, what I would say here is Paul Saladino, MD. Follow Paul Saladino, MD, uh, at Paul Saladino, MD, and ask him this question. He may have actually already touched on this in a video on his YouTube channel. He may have touched on this. So if I can give you any advice, Paul will know the answer to that far more than I will. Um, Paul was really my introduction to the carnivore diet. And I was like, whoa, this guy really knows his stuff. Um, I eat a very high protein diet. I have for a very long time, at least 35% of my daily calories come from protein. And that was after my own research of not finding any evidence whatsoever of this 35% of your daily calories is protein toxicity that people talk about. I don't know where that literature is. Never found it. Paul's never found it. It's this thing that people just say. They just throw it out. It's so strange. So I eat a very high-protein diet, a pretty low-carbohydrate diet, a moderate-fat diet. Um, I certainly don't have any issues with gout. My systemic inflammation doesn't even register in my blood work, um, and I get extensive blood work done every three months, quarterly. I've tested everything. Um, so I wish I could answer your question more directly, um, but I just, I'm not an expert on gout. But I don't believe it's direct causation of protein equals gout. I don't think that that is the case. So uh, take a look, dig, in, dig a little deeper into this. Shoot me a DM. If Paul gives you a solid answer, shoot me a DM, dude. I would, I would really appreciate that. I'd like to know more about it myself. Um, how do you feel about liver capsules? Yeah, I think those are great. So there's a couple different things. Uh, my friends at Paleo Valley, they make an organ complex, which is fantastic. Um, it's absolutely great. I have it in my cabinet. I take it with me when I travel. I kind of use that as a multivitamin. Um, so yeah, there's plenty of companies that are making these liver capsules. I highly recommend Paleo Valley because I know how strategic they are about sourcing these, these capsules. It's all from grass-fed, pasture-raised animals. Um, uh, another thing that, that I'm going to experiment with is frozen liver, cutting up little cubes of frozen liver and, and taking them like a pill. Cause I don't like the taste of organ meats. I really don't like the taste of organ meats, but I mean, one to two ounces of organ meats a day and you, you got all your micronutrients covered. It's really crazy. So the last thing that we talked about in this particular episode is this question that I'm calling, how do I steal them? Right. And, um, it's a great question and I get it. So this is a new client that switched over to Clovis. Tremendous results, feeling like a million bucks, super happy, feeling great. But all of she's got a bunch of friends that are like what she calls plexus junkies or beach body junkies, right? These are people that have been following these kind of MLM style things. I don't know if beach body is exactly an MLM. I guess it is. Plexus is definitely an MLM. I don't recommend that at all. Um, so what happens is you get these people that have been plexus for like two years and have lost like five pounds and they're still evangelical about it and trying to sell it to all their friends or people that have done beach body for two years and lost 10 pounds and they're trying to sell it to their friends. 
Yeah, uh, Hair Cousin. MLM is multi-level marketing. These are pyramid companies, uh, multi-level marketing. So that's what MLM means. But anyway, so she was basically saying, all these people are so evangelical about Plexus and Beachbody and I want them to be Clovis. How do I basically tell them that they're wrong and get them to come over to Clovis? And I said, you don't. Don't ever do that. Your only job, listen, I, I would love for you to go out and sell Clovis for me. Fantastic. That sounds great, right? But I'm just real with you guys. If your friends are doing things to get healthy, let them do it and cheer them on every step of the way. Be a support system for them. If they're doing Beachbody, cheer them on. Tell them Beachbody's awesome. Give them a high five when you know they're working out and eating better and trying to make good decisions. If they're doing Plexus, they're drinking whatever pink blah, blah, blah thing that, that they overpay for, but they're still, you know, they're working out and they're trying to fix their eating, their nutrition, they're eating healthy. Give them a high five and tell them great job, great job. You don't have to sell things that work, okay? Here's what I mean by that. Clovis works, period. So I don't need to work very hard to sell it to you. Why? Because I have 600 Clovis people running around with brand new bodies that I built for them. Okay? So I don't need to sell it that hard. You see what I mean? So here's what happens is you have these people that have been Plexus for a year and they've lost five pounds and somehow think that Plexus is still cool, right? So what happens is you go Clovis and in three months you lose 30 pounds. Your entire body's different. You have to buy a whole new wardrobe. Your friend doesn't see you for a couple months. You show up, go to give them a hug and they realize that you're half a person smaller and they freak out and go, oh my God, how have you done this? How have you done this? This is incredible. I can't believe it. What's your secret? Then you get to say, well, I do this Clovis thing. And I and they get to say, well, I've been, I really like Plexus. And you say, that's awesome. How much, how much weight have you lost with Plexus? Well, I've been doing Plexus for a year and I've lost five pounds. And then they're like, are you sure? Like you did Clovis and you lost 30 pounds in three months? Like really? And you go, yep. And I didn't even have to work out. Science, right? So you don't need to sell it. There's no reason for you to go argue. Don't argue with your friends. Don't alienate your friends. Don't fight with them. Don't try to say my nutrition plan is better than yours. My fitness is better than yours. Don't play that game. It's not good. It doesn't help anybody, right? Catch more flies with honey because honey is sugar and it's wildly addictive. Basically the heroin of nature. <laughs> Hair cousin, Clovis definitely works. Almost unbelievable. Yes, I'm very used to this and I wish that I had a better poker face because every client I get comes to me two to three weeks later, and they go, this is unbelievable. I can't believe this is real. I've lost 13 pounds. I've lost 15 pounds. My sleep is better. My skin is better. Everything's amazing, blah, 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 blah. And I have to be like, oh my God, really? That's so incredible. I'm so happy for you and your amazing success. And in the back of my head, I'm like, yeah, I know. Cool. Like I was expecting this email. I get it. I, I don't sell bullshit. I don't sell things that don't work. So not one of those people, you know, but I love it. I mean, my heart is super happy, but I just, I'm not surprised. That's what I mean is it's very difficult. I can't like fake, like, oh my God, what? You lost 30 pounds. That's insane. Of course I know you're going to lose 30 pounds. I made the plan for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I created the plan. I love it. They're so enthusiastic and so happy. You want to share the news with me and I get excited and I love the news. It's fantastic, but I'm not surprised by it. Okay. The client is always surprised. Yeah. I want to do that. I want to surprise them. I want them to feel amazing. But um, it's not a surprise to me. It's just something that works, right? So this was AMA number 67, carnivore diet, body weight versus body composition, and supporting your friends. Support your friends. Don't fight with your friends. If you love yoga and your friend loves CrossFit, don't tell them CrossFit's stupid and yoga's the thing to do. And they don't get to tell you that yoga's stupid and you need to do CrossFit, nah, 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 right? Don't play these games, everybody. We all want each other to be help, help, happy and healthy. Happy and healthy, right? I want everyone to be happy and healthy. If I have friends that are doing CrossFit and they're happy and healthy, I'm gonna be like, bro, 
You need to keep doing whatever you're doing because you're happy and I love it and it inspires me. Thank you. That's what we need to do, right? Encourage each other. Support one another. It's not my diet is better than yours. It's not. Though my good friend Abel James was on the TV show, My Diet is Better Than Yours, with Sean T on ABC. Check it out, right? That was an actual show, right? And that's really what it's like. People get dogmatic. They get angry. They fight with each other over diet and nutrition. But at the end of the day, let's just be honest, none of your friends know what they're talking about with nutrition. They just don't. They don't know what they're talking about with fitness either. They're just doing something that somebody told them to do once upon a time. And they didn't do any research. Your friends that tell you they did research, they read the same BuzzFeed articles that you read. It's not really, okay? Go to their bookshelf and look through their biochemistry textbooks, please. Thank you, Plexus Seller. I know that you are the most informed person I could possibly talk to about nutrition, right? But you don't want to do that. There's no reason to be an asshole about this stuff, guys. Just be friendly. Support your friends. Hopefully your friends support you. If your friends don't support you, you need more friends, everybody. By the way, it's almost Easter if you celebrate that thing. I don't know. Some people don't celebrate Easter. I do. I'm not really religious, but I'm going to have a beautiful dinner with my family. I know that. It's going to be awesome. So happy Easter. Have a fantastic weekend. Uh, check out the Clovis Culture Podcast. Again, the podcast has a new name, the Clovis Culture Podcast. You can hear the episode with Paul Saladino, MD. You can go to clovis.show slash Paul. Clovis.show slash Paul. Maybe the easiest URL of all time. Clovis.show slash Paul. Listen to that. Share it with your friends. You don't need to be carnivore. It's an, it's an overarching, beautiful conversation about human metabolism in general, and it's a wonderful learning experience for everybody. So check that out. In case This is in case you missed it. Number 28, carnivore diet, body weight versus body composition, and supporting your friends. This will also be a podcast on the Clovis Culture Podcast. By the way, Instagram, over 10,000 followers. I cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart, just my tiny little company that I started in my house doing Facebook Lives for my kitchen. And I can't thank you enough for all the support. I really appreciate it. Thank you so, so much. I'm going to have plenty of cool Instagram stories and swipe ups for you because I can do that now because I'm fancy pants. Anyway, everybody, in case you missed it, number 28, happy Friday, happy weekend, happy Easter. Check out clovis.show slash Paul. Check out the Clovis Culture Podcast. What's up, Eric? How you doing, man? Thanks so much, everybody. Have a great weekend. Bye.